You show up at an ugly house, the icebreaker you thought you had or that you used before doesn't work now, and now you're freaking out, and you don't know how to break the ice. So you end up showing up at the door, you skip the icebreaker, and the homeowner feels like you punched them in the face with a pitch, and they reject you really quickly. And then you find yourself in those neighborhoods that have, I'm just gonna say it because it's the words you use, this is a video in response to your comments, they have ugly houses, or houses that reek. You know the ones that oh, you open the door and you get like wafted in the face with a, an aroma that makes you wanna vomit against your own will? I know, I've been in those houses. So how in the world can you authentically compliment or find common ground or build rapport or engage with customers in an ugly house? Well, guess what? In this video, I'm gonna be teaching you exactly that. This video is more than just about icebreakers on ugly houses. In fact, I'm gonna be sharing with you the most important takeaway when it comes to building rapport that's gonna help you build genuine connections and authentic connections with your customers really, really quickly. Because I know the whole rapport building side in sales, there's like, oh, we know how to build rapport, the Ford acronym, we know that you gotta compliment, you know you gotta find common ground. But what ends up happening is people do this from an, a disingenuine or unauthentic place where the homeowner feels like you're just being a chameleon. Like, you like pizza? I like pizza too. You know, it just, it, it lacks the punch that's gonna help drive real connection in real sales. So, let's get started. First, just wanna say a quick welcome or welcome back. My name is Adam Benzman, the Roof Strategist, and everything I do here on the channel is designed to help you and your team smash your income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So if you haven't done it yet, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. Now, let's get into icebreakers, especially for ugly houses. First, I wanna cover my most recent self-discovery of authentic connections and icebreakers. In order to explain this, I wanna take you on a little journey with me. And if you're in a safe place to do this, if you're driving, please do not. I want you to close your eyes and imagine the exact moment when you were a kid, maybe it was in elementary school or middle school, where you found out through the grapevine, someone told you, hey, she's got a crush on you, or he's got a crush on you. Do you remember that feeling the first time someone had a crush on you? I do. It was the first time that I felt liked, loved, worthy, excited, and here's the funny part. Now I want you to take it one further step. So keep your eyes closed. Picture that moment when someone told you that someone else had a crush on you. What did you respond with? How did you feel? Most importantly, how did you feel about that other person? Now, even if they weren't the one for you, even if you weren't attracted to them, wouldn't you agree that you felt a higher sense of respect or like or appreciation for them? Yeah, you did. That is the law of reciprocity, okay? Which, by the way, if you are in sales, for more than a month, <laughs> you know that reciprocity is one of the six uh, methods of influence taught by Robert Cialdini, one of the greatest in our time. And reciprocity means that people will do things for people that do things for them. Meaning, if I do something nice for you, you're more likely to do something nice for me. Meaning, if I like you, you're going to most likely like me back because people like people who like them. I want you to write that down. People like people who like them. Isn't that silly? But it is so true. So what is the key takeaway from this? I want you to focus on liking your customers. I want you to focus on bringing your heart to the conversation. I want you to channel all of your passion and excitement about making the sale into how do I help this person get to the best possible outcome that is truly in their best interest and I'm gonna be their hero. 
And then what happens is you like your customer or better yet, you learn to truly fall in love with your customers. Now, imagine for an example, if this whole ugly house analogy, if you show up at an ugly house, your hands are tied. But if you truly like or love everyone in your family and you have this one relationship that it just isn't there, maybe they're going through some things, maybe they've been rude to you. But when you're in that group setting as a family, you find a way to connect. You ask about something from their past that you know was doing well or something that they're excited about because in your heart of hearts, you want what's best and you can check the BS right there at the door. So when you like or love your customers, this all becomes easy and genuine and authentic. And if you can't do this, by the way, I'm just going to tell you now, you're best leaving this industry from the sales side. It's not going to be a good fit for you. You need to learn how to connect authentically and truly love your customers and like them. When you do, they like you back. So let's get to it. Uh, In terms of actionables, here's what we're going to do. Number one is we're gonna talk about compliments, and I'm not talking canned compliments, all right? The reason I say not canned compliments is I've watched canned compliments on a house that was, by the way, not a good-looking house with uh, no landscaping, just a patchy lawn, and it looked like the dog peed everywhere. And the first thing the salesperson said was, beautiful lawn, do you do your own lawn maintenance? I was like, are you joking, dude? This person doesn't maintain their lawn, they don't even have a lawn. That would come across more as an insult, would you agree? Yeah, not a whole lot of a compliment there. So when we compliment, we need to follow the framework of being genuine. We need to be sincere. And we can do this on finding common ground. And what we want to do is focus on things that we have shared values around. So I'm going to tie all this together. Okay, Genuine, common ground, and shared values. So a genuine compliment could even be, hey, those are really cool glasses. When you compliment people, that's a really awesome shirt. I love your shoes. Cool belt. Cool watch. When it's sincere, again, a genuine compliment, it doesn't matter what it is, but I found a a deep resistance to doing this for people, by the way. It felt weird to me. And I'll tell you why it felt weird. I didn't get a lot of compliments as a kid. And I remember, and and by the way, I have very loving parents. What I mean by that is I wasn't in an environment around people that said, hey, you're great at this, you're great at this, cute this, you look great. Like, I didn't have that before. You know, you get the attaboy or good work. But when people began to compliment me, I was like, wow, that feels good. And I didn't know, like, I was uncomfortable saying it to other people. Now I compliment people all the time because I, I look for things to connect on because I find that I can connect more deeply and start conversations with people I never imagined I would or could. And it's just, I don't even think about it anymore. So when you genuinely compliment someone, it makes them feel amazing. And if you resist this, my guess is it's because you're not doing it enough. And once you start doing it, you don't think twice about it. So that's the first piece. Next, finding common ground. Okay, These are things based on shared values. So the common ground and shared values are heavily linked. I want to give you an example. I showed up at this customer's house way back when. She had a vegetable garden. At the same time, my wife, Sheena, and I had a 40 by 20 vegetable garden that consumed most of our free time. It was nuts. So I go to this customer, and I want, I want you to see the difference here. I said, great vegetable garden. Looks awesome. Okay, I could stop right there. I want you to gauge now, genuine, disingenuine, would you give maybe like a five? Like I noticed something, I commented it. Now, I said, hey, is that zucchini? Looks like that one might need to get harvested. If we wait till tomorrow, it'll turn into the size of a baseball bat. Now, if you've never grown zucchini, you wouldn't know this, but if you did grow zucchini ever, you'll know that it'll reach the right size and then it's like overnight, like whoop, grows into a baseball bat. That's practically what happens. So I noticed something and I used one of the most powerful tools in our arsenal, of sales, which is specificity. 
Okay, now what do I mean by that? It means being specific, paying attention to the details, pointing out the details or highlighting the details. And we see this all the time in the news. Does anyone ever just get shot by a weapon? No, they never do. They get assaulted by a black military style semi-automatic rifle with a high capacity magazine. Okay, those are details, high levels of details. Now, um, that level of specificity about the garden showed the customer that I knew what I was talking about. And then we had this nice little sidebar about her vegetable garden and I later earned her business. Why? Because we spent three minutes talking about vegetables before we even talked about the roof. So those shared values and then leveraging specificity. And I'll give you another example. If I walked up to, and I'm going to butcher, butcher this because I actually don't know a whole lot about classic cars, but I know a lot of customers have that classic car in the garage or the driveway that you've seen. And if you know about that model years, like, Hey, has that got the 302 in it? And they're like, oh no, it doesn't. It's got the blah, blah, blah. Like the minute I start talking about those details, it shows that it's not just like, oh, cool car, bro. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm sharing again with that common ground and being specific. I'm saying, hey, I really am into this too. And it can be on anything in the house. So the house, the person, and I want to leave you with a few actionables to look for. Anything in or around the lawn that shows you what's important to that customer. Any vehicles or power sports toys parked in the driveway. Any flags, emblems, or stickers on the bumpers of cars hanging in the house or on the window, whether they're a supporter of uh, a cause that's meaningful to you, whether they're also a firefighter, whether they also went to the college where your kid's going, whether they're a fan of the same sports team, all right? The next, I want you to engage your other senses. I want you to pay attention to your nose. If they've got something cooking on the barbecue in the back of the grill, there's your immediate thing if you love cooking. Hey, you got room for one more? I smell, is that, uh, is that some burgers I smell on the grill? Just play with it, okay? So engage your, your senses. And then the final thing is just to look at the person. Connect with them, what they're wearing, how they're presenting themselves. It goes a long way. So there you have it. How to find true ways to connect. Break the ice even if the house is ugly. And I think this would pair really well with this playlist, just because our time's wrapping up doesn't mean your and my time has to. In this playlist right here, I'm going to be teaching you a bunch of different ways to pitch at the door and for all the types of scenarios that you're going to face. And in there, you can blend in these icebreakers and now you're going to know exactly what to do the next time you're at that ugly house or really digging for an icebreaker because you can't find that common ground. And last thing, if you haven't yet done it, I'd love to get this into your hands. It's totally free. It's my Pitch Like a Pro roofing sales training video library. All the videos I've ever done or organized by category for easy binging. Pop in right here. I'll send you a free copy. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you soon. Hey, don't go anywhere just quite yet. This episode has come to a close, but I do have just a couple things for you. First, I want to thank you for listening to the Roof Strategist podcast, and I'd love to ask you a favor. Can you help me out here? Give a review to the podcast wherever it is that you stream. This helps the podcast grow, get in more people's ears and help people smash their income goal and give every customer an amazing experience. So good, bad, otherwise I do keep an eye on these and I wanna help and I do look for video and podcast suggestions. Second, you might be interested in a product or a program to help you grow your business, grow your sales, and achieve, or better yet, smash your income goals, and I'd be honored to help. Many folks don't know where to start, and I wanna simplify it for you. The best place for you to get started is with my all-in-one sales training, sales strategy, and sales system, 
that I call the roofing sales success formula. And I will take you through everything you need to know from knock to close in a lightning fast nine and a half hours, whether that's for you, the individual sales rep, or as the standard training for teams. And there's a reason that it's being used by thousands of reps in the field as we speak, including some of the top 100 roofing companies in America. Now, if you are looking for some more ongoing help and support and really looking to fine tune your infinite game in sales and business, I invite you to join me and my fellow mentors, John Cenac, Deshaun Bryant, Matt Mulholland, and Jim Moline inside the Pitch Pro movement. Listen, there's links in the podcast description that will walk you through everything and direct you to those websites. But if you do want to chat with my team or with me, you can call or text 303-222-7133. That's 303-222-7133. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.